everyone. Welcome to the Reality Check Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am Rob, and with me, as always, is Jansen. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Doing good. That's good. That's good. Not uh, as good as, uh, you know, some legends and Hall of Famers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, it was a... Uh, it was a great night for uh, Vince McMahon's uh, pocketbook on thir- this past Thursday. Not a great time to be, not a great time to be someone who tries to defend WWE. That is, uh, that is for sure. Um, but I mean, some of the things that happened, we knew were going to happen. Some of them, we were like, no, there's no way. Yeah. So. But um, let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit more recent status here. Um, so we're recording on Sunday. Last night was AEW's latest pay per view, AEW Revolution. Um, sadly, uh, I can report that neither one of us got to watch it, the show in its entirety. Um, but uh, I've watched some clips, and uh, Jansen's obviously watched some clips as well too. Um, looked like a pretty decent, pretty decent show. Um, the the card was about as stacked as you can get for AEW, I think. Um, given the fact that there's still not a lot of storyline happening with a lot of these matches, it kind of felt like a hyped up episode of dynamite really. Um, but th- that's not necessarily saying a bad thing, not taking will, anything away from it. I, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to say, though, that here recently, like, and I don't know if it just seems to me like here recently, they've really done a lot better at fleshing out those those storylines and stuff. Like, it, I don't know what has changed or what is going on, but, like, it just seems like they're really starting to find their groove. Like, I mean, the build for the tag match... Uh, between the Bucks and Omega and Paige was really good. Um, I mean, everything with Moxley and Jericho was really good, obviously. You know, and then Cody and MJF, which was my only real gripe with the whole thing. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it is getting better. I think that it'll be interesting because you're starting – because I think that what we had before was they're trying to just introduce all these people. Mm-hmm. And try, you know, and there's so many new faces and all that stuff that they had to kind of, you know, get people established. And now we have some people established, and you're starting to see some some people breaking out and stuff like Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara and all of those guys. Um, it it's just get. I think it's it, I think it is getting better. So the next pay per view should probably have a lot more in terms of storyline buildups. Hopefully, hopefully. And to to go back to your first point, <clears throat> I will say that the buildup with the tag team championship match um, was starting to get, you know, pretty decent, but not in, for me, not in the respect of uh, it being a tag team versus tag team. Uh, honestly, and I was talking, I was talking to uh, Michael from uh, the Gimmick Minute earlier today. And it to me, it felt like Adam Page versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks 
like that that's what i felt like they were building it towards and watching the end of the match in that kind of like tense moment where almost where he almost looked like he was going to like you know take out omega at the same time yeah um was kind of like i feel like that storyline is going to have a really good payoff but i f- i really feel that the championships are just kind of thrown in there just to to have something to do with the championships because you know the the previous champions got demoted to pre-show and you know were defeated by the dark order i i I, yeah i mean it was they they did get dropped to pre-show but i mean in that though i i got i honestly though feel that that they they did do i mean the fact that the belts were on the line and the fact that you know the Bucks haven't held held them yet just kind of solidified it, and it and it solidified it, it made Hangman's argument all the more real. Of hey, you guys were supposed to be this greatest tag team in the world, and yet here we are, we're holding the belts, you know. So I mean, it wasn't a prop for prop's sake. I think it, um, I think it 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 actually did bring something to that match um you know because you know the young bucks are quote-unquote the best tag team in the world you know or have been um but i mean even there too like the bucks showed some flashes of some heel work i mean um like you know i there's it'll be interesting to see what they do with that i just i'm i'm intrigued to see what they go yeah should be interesting to see um, obviously coming out of that, uh, the only other, like the only other real big news for me, um, like something that was noteworthy was of course, uh, Moxley winning the world championship from Jericho, which, um, you know, pretty much we all kind of guessed where it would happen except for, you know, two thirds of the gimmick minute team over there that, uh, thought Jericho was going to retain it. So, uh, for the record. We still have the lead. Uh, we are currently at 95 points versus their 83. So we have a nice 12 point lead with yeah. only about three uh, events left to go in this season. So yeah, we're going to continue our domination. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm actually winning that title. Um, you know, I, I think I, I don't think it does anything for AEW's like the AEW championship. I don't think it does anything for the company as a whole. Um, I mean, obviously Moxley is a former WWE champion. Um, he, he is a big name. He's also the current IWGP United States champion, which um, they're from what I understand, they're planning on, they're planning on kind of building their United States brand around that title anyways to almost the equivalency of it being a world championship. And I think that's part of the reason why uh, they did the, the dual titles um, where Naito currently has both the world and intercontinental. I think it takes eyes off the intercontinental for a minute to try to keep it on the United States one. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was uh, from what I understand, very good match. Very good match. Um, and, 
you know, of course, Jericho in, in the inner circle tried the usual heel tactics and stuff like that. Jericho's walking around. I saw a clip of him walking around with, you know, he grabs a camera. He, he like holds his middle finger out in front of the camera, you know, while he's using it to record. Uh, I guess at one point he grabbed the bell from the timekeeper's table and, and rang the bell and grabbed the microphone and announced himself as the winner or something like that. Um, it, it, it's, it sounded like it was a good match, entertaining match. So uh, definitely one I'll have to go back and check once I can find uh, I, once I have the money to to purchase the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, a uh, solid card. Um, oh, I, I know one other thing I want to talk about. Orange Cassidy. So, no surprise that he lost a pack. Um, but the the fact that like during that match he just like exploded. I mean this guy is is known for just being this like sloth in in the ring essentially. And he just for a second I thought I would I thought I was like I was like who replaced him with like Leo Rush or something, you know? When did Leo Rush, you know, get white skin? Uh it, it like he just he just exploded like all of a sudden he's flying around like crazy. It was, uh, it was insane. It kind of gives, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I, I, I knew that there was definitely flashes. There was off. There's definitely like, I didn't, it wasn't as big of a shock for me. I had seen a number of his matches, like, with Russell Circus and things like that. And even in that, I mean, like, he had the the whole, like, kind of slothy gimmick sort of stuff going on. But even with that, I mean, he I mean, he, he worked well. Um, I mean, and, and there's got to be something to kind of say to for the whole trying to get over using that sort of gimmick. Like, it takes a lot to even just do that. Like, to make it, I mean, is <laughs> it takes a lot to make it make it him look lazy, you know, yeah. and doing it well, you know. Yeah, especially I mean, you think about how many how many wrestlers can actually like. I mean, there's a lot more now, but how many wrestlers can do a kip up? This dude yeah. can do a kip up with his hands still in his pockets, type of thing. You know, he doesn't use his arms for leverage at all in that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so Revolution, pretty decent. Uh, again, we came out on top with 19 points as a team versus their 18 points. Um, Jansen actually had the number one card uh, with seven points total. The only match he missed out of the eight matches was uh, the finish to Cody MJF because uh, uh, he picked Cody instead of MJF. So, um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm still a little sore about but. <laughs> Well, if you're if you're sore about that, you're gonna be sore about our next topic, and we all yes. know we gotta cover it. We gotta talk yeah. about it. Super showdown. Super slam. I love that. Yeah. On the with John mean. Cena, but um, yeah. So, super showdown. Um, you mean mediocre kinda, showdown? 
Yeah, mediocre showdown. Um, Subpar showdown. If this would have happened in two months, not even two months, uh, a month and five days, I, I probably wouldn't have given a crap about what happened. Um, I mean, I, I still I still probably would have, obviously, because we have a platform that we can talk about it and grind our gears on. Um, but the fact that the fact that things happened the way they did, and one of them, as I mentioned, we already we already knew was going to happen. We knew Ricochet was going to have no opportunity to actually beat Brock Lesnar for the championship. It was nice that they were giving him the quote unquote title shot, um, but he, we knew he wasn't winning. The fact that the Undertaker shows up and as the last entrant in the gauntlet match and unceremoniously like destroys the phenomenal one without even taking off his hat and jacket. Undertaker, I love you, but freaking retire, man. Like the five million dollars. That's a heel move. That was... That's a heel move there, Rob. I don't care. He needs to retire. As far as far as we're concerned, he retired in Orlando, Florida three years ago, and that's it. Like everything else has been is just no. Um <laughs> but the wor- the 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 second to worst part, not even the worst part, the second to worst part is the fact that Oldberg did defeat the Fiend for the Universal Championship, which you know, there were rumblings and grumblings about, but no one really believed what happened because that's not smart booking. You have the hottest thing in the world of wrestling right now, and you are going to really give the title to Oldberg. Um, I love yeah. that you just keep calling him Oldberg. Like, you're not even calling him his real name. Nope, nope. At this point, no. I'm I'm sorry. Like, uh, I'm 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 sick of this part timer bull crap. I'm sick of the Saudi paydays. Uh, I'm sick of the fact that they. You know why they have a ratings problem? Because they ruin good storylines. Well, and that's you know, it, I I'm gonna chime in because you know, you were grinding pretty hard there, so that's fine. <laughs> Give you a minute to calm down. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't want you to burst a blood vessel. And, you know, got to make I it did, through the whole show. I did get uh, a cramp in my leg. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mentioned this to a couple of my friends as well, and to my, you know, to just some other people that you know were wrestling fans, and and you know, the thing about this whole thing, I have no problem really with your special attraction, part-time people. Like, this started, you know, a few years ago when, you know, like, with The Rock and with, you know, bringing in Brock Lesnar, who was part-time, you know, you know, Goldberg showing up, Sting showing up, you know, all of those legends. That's fine. That's that nostalgia act, you know, like, cool. Like, you know, we get to see these people face off against you know the you know it's it it is a dream match there are dream matches you know that, that we have been able to see unfortunately whoever and, and you know and we'll never really know truly who booked this card you know and why i mean we can all sit here and point our fingers at Vince and say oh Vince 
but I mean, we never, we don't really know. We don't know who's whispering in whose ear and who thought this was a good idea and that was a good idea. But the use of the part timers to me, and like from the get go, has been poorly handled. One, because the part time, these part time people are not it, like you're sending a message. It, it it would be like if you work at, say, you know, a multi-million dollar video game retail store, okay? <laughs> day in and day out, okay? And then they just brought somebody in off the street who, you know, played video games all the time. And he just made them a store manager. You know? That would be... That would be pretty pretty demoralizing for all of the people that were busting their butts day in and day out for that company. And that's essentially what has happened. Like, let, not to take anything away from the accomplishments of Goldberg, and I will, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disrespect him. Um, you know, Goldberg, Sting, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, The Rock. You know, whenever they bring these people in, there's nothing wrong with, um, there's nothing wrong with bringing them in. It's just if you're going to bring them in, then you need to bring them in to highlight the current roster to put them over, and that's not what they're doing. Like they they treat Brock Lesnar like he's like like he's a guy like a normal locker room guy. They treat like and you know how how is it possible that you have all of these people that are wrestling all the time and then Goldberg just you know stops filming dodge commercial dodge commercials for 15 minutes and can come in not even 15 minutes like 2 minutes and can come in and and now hold the you know one of the highest accolades in your company like you're sending a message to every single one of those wrestlers like it doesn't matter what you do you can put on the greatest matches known to man, and we still don't care. We're gonna do this, and yeah. I mean, it, it. I mean, for me, like if I'm if I'm looking at that, and then I'm looking at a company like AEW, who's giving women's title matches, title opportunities to people like Chris Statlander, who literally just showed up without a contract to AEW Dynamite has one match gets over with the crowd and they're like you know what you did a great job like the crowd loves you let's give you some more airtime and let's get let's put you in the title picture like that's the sort of stuff that's going to end up swaying more and more people out of their contracts for WWE because they're going to be like look it's not about the money anymore it's about the fact that I I like I mean if a person is going out there and putting out their body on the line every single day and they're not being respected for it. They're not being, you know, they're not being shown the accolades that they should deserve. And they're going to these people. Then it's just going the wrong way. And the other piece to this is if you continue to have these part-time legends come in and destroy the current talent, who are, like, truly, right now, would you be excited if, 15, 20 years from now, like Seth Rollins shows up or Kevin Owens shows up to try to face somebody? No. No. 
because they're not legend status. I mean, they've put on great matches, and us as legitimate like wrestling fans respond to that, but they're not like they're not these big over the top characters now because you keep like putting them down for they're not being given that opportunity to achieve yeah. the legend status. Like, sure, they they've been world champions or, or whatever, but yeah, they're not being given the opportunity for legend status. Yeah. And to your to your exact point, these part timers show up, and because of poor decisions or booking or whatever, um, I mentioned the, this to you off offline uh, or before we went on the air. Both title matches, both world championship matches that featured part timers going against new, like top notch talent. It, Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. Um, and obviously Brock was already the champion. Um, but Ricochet, top notch talent, top notch talent. He uh he need you know, he needs some work in the, in the storytelling and promo department, but there are very few people in, on this earth who can match the talent that he can put into that ring. And then you have arguably one of the hottest attractions in wrestling right now, the fiend. Facing Goldberg, there you go. I, I I'll give him. I'll give him you his real it. name. You did it. Uh, you know, facing, you know, Goldberg, and the Fiend has been on an unstoppable tear. I mean, you know, Seth Rollins buried him in chairs and used a sledgehammer on him and all this other kinds of stuff. Both, both of those young talent unceremoniously completely destroyed in less than five minutes. And I'm not talking five minutes per match, folks. I'm talking combined total for both of those matches was four minutes and 30 seconds. Both of those legends, those part-timers, those big draws, demolished these newer talent in less than total five minutes. That is just an example of why people don't like main roster. They like NXT because NXT still puts on a quality product. But because I mean, of stupid booking like this, people are turned off from the main roster. Unless they're super casual be, fans who are coming to see the special attraction. Yeah, be careful, though, Rob. Johnny Gargano will get mad at you. It, th- and Yes, and that's, and that's fair. No, let's he be honest. Right. He is right. Let's be honest. The NXT is, is the, the NXT main roster, roster is the main roster. They are. They are. At this point in time, Raw and SmackDown have been like in the eyes of like your majority of actual fans, like the people have been who abhorrent. Like who actually want to turn tune in and watch these things and buy the network and do all of the things that you want, you know, to have happen. Like I I mean, it's just it's asinine. It's just absolutely like I mean, and and, and it's just I WWE loves to insult your in, intelligence. Like and that's what it is. Absolutely go. do. And the fact of the matter is is we're not dumb. Like, yes, like, you know, there is a level of, you know, 
you know, we suspend disbelief. You know, we know that the guy underneath the mask of the fiend is not really Bray Wyatt. You know, he's whatever rotunda, you know, the son of, you know, the IRS, you know. Brother of Bo Dallas. Yeah, we know these things, but yet, you know, we still, you know, it's still that, like, we tune in to be entertained and to, you know, be able to suspend that disbelief and, and to, you know, to have those David and Goliath things where it's like, you know, Ricochet could have, you know, could put up a good fight, you know, could possibly, you know, but to, to bury it like that, I mean, now what, now what do you do with Ricochet? You know, like he's going to like, and, and see that fact too, the fact that Goldberg dispatches of this, like absolute, like the best monster that you have created in seemingly forever. I mean, honestly, the fiend was the best monster character that they have created since the undertaker. Mm -hmm. And you have him dispatched with him of him so quickly, not only makes Bray Wyatt's fiend character look bad, but it also makes Seth Rollins look bad. It makes Daniel Bryan look bad. It makes Kurt Angle look bad. It makes everybody else that has gone in the path of Bray Wyatt up to this point look bad. Yep. Like, and then, then and then what happens? Because here's my here's my other main beef with the events coming out of Super Showdown. What happens then? Now that uh, now that apparently. Apparently, Roman Reigns has superseded the Elimination Chamber match and has just walked out and said, I'm next, and is, poof, the number one contender for the Universal title. So, so there's that bullcrap. What happened to the Elimination Chamber to determine the Universal Challenger at WrestleMania that they had already announced? Uh, what happened there? Um, cool. Next time, you know, next time I'm in the arena, can I just like run up and grab a microphone and be like, I want the title shot. Like I can I do mean, it, right? I know what? you still have to spend the disbelief on things a little bit, but it's still, it, it's kind of crap. And then what happens when Roman beats Oldberg, you know? Well, and that's, and that's the thing though, is, I mean, truly, truly at this point in time, like it's going to be a babyface move for Roman to remove the title from Goldberg. Goldberg has immediately become a heel just by dispatching him that quickly. That's fair. Like, I mean, are you trying to play all of us and say, I mean, and there too, I mean, as much as we gripe about the the ranking system in AEW, at least they're like trying to show us, hey, here's the win loss record. Here's you know you know what's going on with this. You know this is why Orange Cassidy isn't facing Chris Jericho for the title. You know, mm-hmm. like at least they're not insulting our intelligence to that level. Like I mean, Roman Reigns, yeah. I mean, he's been in a program with King Corbin for the last, I don't know, 95 years, it seems like. (laughs) And 
And yet here he is. He's just like, well, I'm done with Corbin now. I'm just going to go ahead and just throw my name. You know, I'm just going to go up and and call him out. Like, you can't just can say you're number one contender. I mean, and then and then the booking on SmackDown, like John Cena comes out, and then the Fiend just shows for whatever, up for whatever points reason, at the sign. Does not give two shits about the fact that he lost the Universal Championship, and now he wants to face John Cena. Yeah, apparently Bray Wyatt tweeted out uh, something about something along the lines of sacrifice. You know, sometimes sacrifices need to be made for the greater good or whatever. Acting like he sacrificed the universal title to be able to get um, to be able to get to uh, the match, having the match with John Cena at WrestleMania. Um, like to me, the Fiend walking out and at sign that was let's put it this way they have to do some major major repairing to get the fiend back to the level where he was uh well just, just that alone ago. just that alone like he just shows up and then all he does is point at the sign like not not even show up and the lights go, you know, the lights go out, and he's standing over top, like Cena with the mandible claw in or something. No, he just shows up and points at the fucking sign, like every other, you know, goober that's in the ring that's going to WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, uh, I found the exact tweet. Uh, to my mockingbird, not a loss, but instead a sacrifice. He wasn't a chapter in my tale. I began with a mission, and now I'm where I'm. I was supposed to be. You'll see. And basically, people are considering that, you know, that he sacrificed the Universal Championship to get this match with Cena. I just... And and there, too. To the other noobs, sorry if you had this later on or not, but the whole Matt Hardy contract thing. Supposedly, what, tonight at midnight we're finding out? He's supposed to announce where he's yeah. going. I mean... Matt Hardy, if he has two two brain cells rattling around in that concussion-ridden skull of his, has to look at what has happened at Super Showdown. And if he true, I mean, this man has like really been like trying his gr- best for his like entire career to create characters. That are over with the crowd. He's creative. You can tell that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just from just the different iterations of his own, like how he's redefined himself over time. I mean, if this guy cares at all about his creative creative endeavors, he has to see this and go, "Yeah, no, this is not where I need to be because they don't care about, you know, actually." supporting people's creative endeavors Mm -hmm. because i mean yeah i yeah i just don't get it yeah and i suppose we'll see what happens uh here in it is just after 10 30 so about an hour and a half we'll well you may find out i won't be awake (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm old. It's time. It's already past bed. I got to be up at like 6 a.m. Uh, so, yeah. But, uh, so it was a good week for uh, AEW and a really bad week for WWE opinions here. So, um, hopefully it'll be a good week for uh, Matt Hardy, um, no matter what he decides. Uh, the, the rumors, obviously, is that he's going to go to AEW as we discussed last week, but the other rumor that's popped up is that he did actually re-sign with WWE and will actually be going to NXT, um, which could be interesting because of kind of my next point. Um, they did not, they did not go the way that I thought they would. Um, so after uh, TakeOver Portland, um, if you remember when we did our predictions, I predicted that Finn Balor would defeat Johnny Gargano. And the reasoning that I figured that would happen would be because Adam Cole is going to need a WrestleMania opponent or a TakeOver Tampa Bay opponent, whatever, whatever you want to call it there, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, they announced that Finn is going to... um you know, come out and discuss what's next for Finn Balor. I'm like, okay, so he's going to challenge Adam Cole to take over. Okay. Or maybe even main card WrestleMania. Right. So, um, I don't remember exactly how he started talking, but long and short of it, Marcel Bartel and, um, Fabian Eichner of Imperium show up. Uh, cause apparently, Farva sends his regards to the prince, and of course they get in a scuffle and take out Balor. So we're getting Farva versus uh, Finn Balor for the UK title, more than likely at Takeover Tampa Bay. Good. Um, which would make sense because they just announced next UK Takeover takes place at the end of April in. Ireland. So, uh, it makes a whole lot of sense that, uh, to have Balor walk into that takeover as the United Kingdom champion. Um, plus it could continue to elevate that brand. Um, I mean, Finn Balor's champion would, would elevate that brand hell of a lot more than Farva's doing. Not, not that I necessarily think Imperium's bad or anything like that, but I'm just saying. It it is it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that's where they're going with that. Um, so that could be that could be pretty entertaining, I think. Um, but yeah, going back to the Matt Hardy thing, um, Matt Hardy. The rumor is that if he doesn't, if he does leave WWE, he's he's going to NXT because he's going to work. He's going to work more on the backstage side of things. Uh, as a coach and uh, trainer at, on top of, you know, performing as well, too. So, I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine that they would necessarily let Matt Hardy go after Adam Cole for the NXT championship for takeover weekend or uh, WrestleMania weekend. But, hey, I've seen weirder crap this week. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like but, a man uh, in his fifties win a championship from an unstoppable monster. Yeah, 
Exactly. Um. So you know, it should be interesting. But I, but I did, I did, li- I did like the fact that they kind of, that they kind of, you know, pushed that off, and now we're going to be looking at, you know, Finn Balor being NXT UK champion, which would be unique because there's been, there's been plenty of people who have held the NXT and uh, Universal or World Championship. Um, but there's there's never been someone that's held the UK title and a world championship or the UK title and the NXT championship. Um, so this would kind of mark off two things in history, uh, in the history books for Finn Balor as well, too. But, um, but yeah. Uh, honestly, that's all I had to really talk about tonight. Uh, Jansen, you got any other topics you want to discuss real quick? Um, if you get an opportunity to go back and watch Dynamite from this past week, Omega and Pac put on an absolute classic and a half an hour Iron Man match. I mean, yeah, it it was amazing. I mean that that could have been on on the show on the on Revolution, and I mean I could watch them wrestle for the entirety of the show. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean. They were tearing each other apart. I mean, hitting some crazy stuff. And I mean, at one point in time, literally the crowd was yelling, was chanting, which the crowd, the, the, the chant for this was absolutely perfect given that it's packed, but they were chanting, you killed Kenny, you bastard. <laughs> and yes. it was just, and it was amazing. I mean, like it was, it was just a really, really, really good match. I mean, um, I I can't I can't say enough about it. It was great. Yeah, it's not often that uh, that Veronica like asks about uh, watching specific things, and she saw your she saw you um, post about it on the page. And she was like, Kenny Omega, and, you know, she still calls him Neville. She refuses to call him Pac. Um, a bastard, so. She's like, uh, was that on Dynamite? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, can we go back and watch that? Yeah, we can. And, of course, we didn't get to watch it before Revolution, unfortunately. But uh, we're still going to watch it sometime this week, I think. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Uh and I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be the title of the tonight's episode as well too. <laughs> uh you killed Kenny Omega, you bastard pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um and then you could also put down you killed the fiend, you bastard old bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so the other thing too, and this is just from my own personal stuff. Alright, so Goldberg was my uncle's absolute favorite wrestler. I think I may have mentioned this before. Um, And the fact that he won, I feel like my uncle is just really laughing at me from heaven or something. Because it's like, like, I could just imagine the conversation I would have had with this man, like, over this match. Like, there's no way that Goldberg is beating, beating the Fiend. Like, come on. And then here it is. Here it is. Mm-hmm. 
see i feel like i feel like my uncle would be would be on the exact opposite bullcrap <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't say crap let's let's just get that clear uh, <laughs> but yeah he, he i th- i think he would be in the exact opposite end and he was de- in he was definitely one of the he he didn't like all the 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 flip you know the flippy doodahs and all that kind of stuff all the high spots and everything like honestly he probably would have hated Kenny Omega and like a lot of these uh, newer age wrestlers oh he wouldn't um, like AEW at all <laughs> no not really no um I, he probably would have liked it just for the simple fact of like maybe Cody and Dustin but yeah I mean that that'd be about it um just because like because the only other thing I could think he would like would be would be the girls because you know he <laughs> he 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 was always into seeing kind of assets they got. I mean, but, <laughs> uh, but even then, I think he'd be pretty disappointed with the AEW roster. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, I get. I guess that's going to be our show for tonight. Uh, looks like we kept it well under an hour. Um, it's probably because it's late and I know I'm tired and we both have to get up for work in the morning, I'm sure. So yeah. yay, fun times. Um, as always, uh, if you guys didn't like the show, you know, we've got two words for you. If you did like the show, tell your friends, share, subscribe, review, whatever you got on whatever app you're listening to this on, whatever device you're on. We appreciate it. Speaking of. do. Oh, speaking of Jansen's got something. Just want to just want to give a quick shout out to all the people that are starting to like the page on Facebook. That's that's been a kind of a nice thing. Starting to see yes. some some, more, some new likes. So so welcome. Yes, I had a I had a couple I had a couple friends from work that uh were talking about their So uh I had a couple friends from work that were talking about their their Twitch streams. Um and and I won't I won't say I won't mention them by name because I'm not sure if they necessarily want me to. Not that I think anyone will actually hear this anyways. But um they were talking to me one night about their Twitch streams and they're trying to get to um I think one already had affiliate status, but he's just trying to get more followers. The other she was trying to get to affiliate status, so she asked me the if I had a Twitch account page and i was like sure if you like my podcast facebook page <laughs> so it was a, it was a reciprocal return right there uh, admitted but it's all right um, but but we've we've got we have gotten an some more people liking the page as well too and I, I i admittedly did go through and i had uh i did a fresh send out of like invites to people as well too just to see if any of my friends that hadn't really been paying attention to what we've been doing here uh wanted to like the page and there's a few from that but yeah uh shout out to everyone who has been liking the page um you know the real sad part (laughs) so i'm gonna plug something real quick so as i mentioned before um the reality check wrestling podcast falls under the rav culture umbrella that uh we have started and we just launched earlier today our second podcast uh, called Drive By Movies. It is a movie review podcast with me and Veronica. Um, and uh, we launched the first two episodes this morning. 
Um, we reviewed Blumhouse's Fantasy Island and the Impractical Jokers, the movie. The, the sad part is that page on Facebook has more likes than the reality check does. <laughs> but it, it goes to show you how much, how, uh, you know, a little bit more niche wrestling is, I guess, than, than something like movies. So, yeah. But yeah, if you guys get a chance, if you like this podcast, please take a listen to our other podcasts as well, too. They're short, only about 15 to 20 minutes long as we review movies. I think that was a pretty awful announcer voice. I liked it. Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you who's listening right now. Yeah, the one person. Yeah. Fun fact. The the episode that we that we that we entitled, you know, where we kept talking about the one person who listens to our podcast, the one, you know who you are. Uh Got the has the most uh, listens of any of our previous episodes, <laughs> <laughs> and according to Anchor, so if you want to be the one, yes, keep listening. One. Yes, please. Um, and I, I have been looking at possibly doing guest segments in the future as well too. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually had a couple people reach out um, about. You know, if if we ever want to do guest segments, they'd be they'd be interested in getting on uh, just for fun. Um, my only problem with it is me and you already talked. Edgewise, but, you know, something something to possibly consider for the future for ourselves, friends, for our fans. Um, I have been trying to do that whole fan of the week thing and haven't got that fan of the week yet. Um, but you know what? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to do one right now. I'm going to do one right now. Okay. Uh, I, I am going to name a fan of the week officially because uh, he is a friend and coworker. Uh, his name is Casey. And to my knowledge, he doesn't like wrestling at all. Uh, he may, <laughs> <laughs> but to my knowledge does, doesn't really care about wrestling at all, but you know what? I'll be darned if he didn't like the page and sent me a screenshot of the fact that he was sitting there listening to one of our episodes one day. Wow, so that is Casey, that is, you are officially our fan of the week. Yes. Congratulations, man. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, we're going to get out of here. You guys have a great night. Uh, we'll see you next week. Or talk to you next week. Whatever it is. It's late. (laughs) It's whatever. Hey everyone. Rob from RAV Culture here. Hope you just enjoyed the latest episode of the Reality Check Wrestling Podcast. But I wanted to take a minute and plug a friend of the show. Casey, who I mentioned as Fan of the Week during the program, is a streamer on Twitch. On his stream, he plays a lot of survival games and indie titles. Like recently, he's been playing things like Subnautica, Journey to the Savage Planet, and even Grand Theft Auto V. So if you get a minute, head over to Twitch and check out his stream. You can find him if you search Skeladude, spelled S-K-E-L-L-A-D-U-D, or go to twitch.tv slash Skeladude, Again, that is S K 
E-L-L-A-D-U-D. Thanks again for listening, and have a great night.